0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Marcus and Melina Dela Cruz. We hope that you'll be blessed by today's message. Aren't you glad to be in church this morning? Amen. Well, it's my turn to minister this morning, so I'm excited about that. Hallelujah. Um, So let's just lift up our hands. Father, we just worship you this morning. We magnify you. We thank you, Father, for what you have for us this morning. We thank you, Father, for the utterances that you speak through me, Father. I thank you, Father, for those utterances. I thank you, Father. We say have your way, that your plan for this service comes to pass. In Jesus' mighty name, if you believe that, say amen. 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 Praise God. Well, I'm excited to be in church. I know every time I come, I come expecting Amen? And if you wanted to hear Pastor Marcus, we'll come back next Sunday. <laughs> and you can hear him because he's always fun to listen to, too. Amen? But um, the Lord put this on my heart, I, um, let's see, a, a little while ago. And then, you know, pastor's been ministering on um, being in Christ, being in him. And so uh, he put it on my heart just to continue that flow. And so if you would... Um, Let's open up our Bibles this morning, if you have your Bible or device, to Philemon, chapter 1. Philemon is in the New Testament, amen? Amen. And uh, not Philippians, Philemon. So Philemon, um, it's actually just one chapter. And we're going to go there this morning. Uh, Before I start, I just want to encourage you in this. I want you to know that God is for you. God is for you. He's not against you. He wants everything good that you want. He wants that and more in your life. I said he's for you. He's so for you that he sent his son, his only son. Say his only son. You know it's like sending your only son to war don't they have a law about that do they have a law or they used to have a law about that like if you had um only one son i can't remember if they had a law about that something like that that they couldn't send them to war i can't remember something to that effect but god loves us so much he's so for you that he sent his only son jesus to die for you and There was a divine exchange that took place when Jesus died. Did you know that? A divine exchange. With that exchange, Jesus, with the exchange of Jesus' blood, the price that was paid. He paid a price for you. He didn't buy you with money. He didn't buy you with his good looks. He didn't buy you um, with anything else. He bought you with his blood. He bought you with his precious blood. So guess what? You're worthy. If you were the only one on earth, he would have died just for you. Because he thinks you're worth it. And you know what? You are worth it. You are worth his blood. Amen? And with that exchange came a, the opportunity to live a new life in him. Amen? Uh, Philemon 1.6, and pastor's been teaching on being in Christ. Um, The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that we have been made new in him. That he's made us a new creature in Christ. When you come to the Lord, when you finally decide to give up your old ways, when you finally decide to give up what you thought you should be doing, how you thought you should live your life, uh those old ways, those old patterns, those old behaviors, and you're like, Lord, I'm done with me because I can only do so much. I need help. (laughs) You know, it's really as simple as that. It's realizing you weren't, see, the reason people can't, you weren't meant to live this life alone. Jesus wanted a family. God wanted a family. So he gave his son for you to bring you into his family, to make you a part of his family. That's why Jesus died. Because he loves you so much, amen? And so he has made us, when you, when you get to the point where self is done and you come to the point where you realize I'm done with myself. I can only go so far in myself. I can only do so, so much by myself. With the background that I have, with the education that I have, with the experience that I have. You know, people dr- try to draw on many things to be successful in life, um, to make it in life. But when you get to the point where you realize there's something more that I haven't obtained yet, and it's not in me, who's it in? It's in Him. He's calling you. He called us, He's called us to be his children. Amen. And so um, when you get to that point, then many of us have given our hearts to the Lord, right? Yes. We come to him. We say, Lord, I'm done. I'm coming to you. I need your help. You are the creator. You created me for a reason. Now I'm coming to you. Be my father. I'm your child. You give your life to God. You give yourself over to him. And then your life doesn't just stop right there. All right, I'm done. I'm going to heaven now because I received Jesus as my father. I've come into this new life, and now I'm just going to keep living and doing, you know, um, life the same. No, you've been brought into something new. Why don't we go there? Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We'll come back to Philemon. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Amen? When you come to the Lord and you ask him to come into your life, you, you know, you'll hear the expression, born again. Um, you've been made new in Christ. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Say a new creation. New creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Say all things. All things have become new. It says, if anyone is in Christ, are you in Christ? Yes. The moment you received Jesus, the moment you said, Lord, I'm done, take my life, do something with it. That's all you have to do. Lord, take my, take my life and do something with it. I need you in my life. The moment you say that, The moment, instantaneously, you have become a new creation. You are brand new. Brand new. The old you is gone. Say, the old me is gone. Say, bye-bye, old man. Bye-bye, old man. Oftentimes, we think we're struggling between two men, the old man and the new man. But guess what? Right here it says, you're a new creation. You are a new creation. You are new right now. I'm not trying to become new. I'm not trying to get to be new. I am new. You are new right now. That's present tense. It's not even in the future. One day I'll be what God wants me to be. No, you are now. Right now. You are a new creation in Christ now. You are the healed now. You are the delivered now. You are uh, financially blessed now. Well, Pastor, I don't see it. Well, This is where I'm going right now. Now we're going to go to Philemon. Now go back to Philemon. Um, One translation of that reads, um, a new species of being that never existed. Pastor mentioned that last week. When you become... A new creation when you ask Jesus into your life you become a new species of being that never existed before you're brand new just as pastor mentioned like a baby a brand new baby that baby has no past right. that baby you know that baby's not gonna feel condemned right. they're not gonna go look all the things I've I've done wrong and I could never do this right and I messed up here you're gonna be like what are you talking about you're brand new you're a baby you're a brand new baby you don't have a past. Right. When you ask Jesus to come into your life and we ask Him to come into our lives, we become brand new. There is no past. Right. Amen. We don't have to feel condemned about anything anymore. God has forgiven us. Now, if you, if you start making mistakes as you walk this life, you can ask Him to forgive you, right? Yeah. But you don't have to feel condemned over your past because you don't have a past, That's right. you've been made new. You've been made new, not of your own self, but in Him, in Christ right now. We're not trying to become. I'm trying to become a new creation. I'm just struggling. I can't become new. You already are new. For example, Pastor Marcus, will you be my example? Okay, come up here. Now, can you stand right here? Okay. My husband is a man. I have no doubt that he is a man. (laughs) He's a very manly man. You, some may try to put a dress on a man. If you put a dress on Pastor Marcus, guess what? He's still, (laughs) he's still a man. There's, I'm not trying to make my husband a man. He's not trying to make himself a man. He is a man. He's a man. There's no doubt that he is a man. Best looking man. I love you. Okay. I had to use him because he's like, you know, he's got the muscles and he's like, there's no doubt. You know, some people they can put on like, I don't know, maybe, you know, have you seen those people on TV? Like, is that a woman or a man? Right. (laughs) Pastor Marcus, I don't care what he tried to do. He's still a man. He looks like a man. Right. That's what he is. That's what God made him. a Amen. When you ask Jesus to come into your life, you are made new. Brand new. There's no doubt. Pastor Marcus isn't struggling. I'm struggling, you know, he's struggling to be a man. He's not struggling to be a man. He is a man. He's not trying to be a man. He is a man. Right? Right? When you become new in Christ, a new creation, you don't have to, I'm struggling to be new. I'm just trying to, you know, be a new creation. No, you already are. You already are. If Pastor Marcus walks around saying, I don't know if I'm a man, we'd be like, what's wrong with you? Of course you're a man. Right? And the devil would try to tell you that you're not new. He tries to tell you that those old things, those old ways, that's really who you are. But you have to rise up and say, what are you talking about? I'm new. I'm new in him. I'm a new creation in Christ. Those old things... That tried to hold on, that try to hold on, they, they have no place. Why? Because I'm new. You're new in Him. Amen. Now, in Philemon 1, verse 6, are you there? It says that the sharing of your faith may become more effective by the acknowledgement, say acknowledgement, of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Here, we are, we are told to acknowledge every good thing that is in you. When you asked the Lord Jesus to come into your life, when you became new, you didn't just become new and now what? You became new and things were deposited on the inside of you for you to walk out this new life. But you can't walk those things out. I can't walk those things out if I don't acknowledge what's on the inside of me. Let's read that again. Verse 6, Philemon. It says, Acknowledging every good thing which is in you, in Christ. See, when you become born again and ask Jesus into your life, now you're in Him. You're no longer doing things of yourself. You've been born into a new family, the family of God, right? Just like, you know, we are the Delacruz family. Pastor Marcus and I, our kids, we're the Delacruz family. Um, That's our family. Well, now you've been brought into a new family when you become born again. I'm in the family of God. That's who I am now. I identify. I said I identify with my family. I identify with my father. God wants us to identify with the new family that we've been brought into, to identify with him. Now, in the Amplified, that says, acknowledge every good thing that is ours in our identification with Christ Jesus. See, you've been given a new identity. Don't let the devil steal your identity. He tries to tell you you're poor. That's not your identity. He tries to tell you you're sick. That's not your identity. He tries to tell you, you're not that smart. You can't do that. You won't be able to make it. You can't do what other people do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up. Hold up, Mr. Devil. Did you not know that I've been made new? I'm a new creation. And when I became born again, everything that I needed in my life has the, 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 get, the fruits of the Spirit have been deposited into me. I've got the mind of Christ. There's a wealth of um, things that belong to us once we know who we are in Him. Right? So when the devil tries to beat you up and tell you, tries to take you back, tell you what you're not, you have to acknowledge what you are. And I'm not talking about boasting or bragging in yourself. Because without Him, we're nothing. Without Jesus, I'm nothing. Because of Him, I can do all things through Christ. Listen, now when we're going through the epistles, like Pastor Marcus has been teaching on, we're learning about who we are in Christ. You're going to see these phrases, in Him, in Christ, right? with Christ, you want to underline those because those are key scriptures that are telling you who you are. It's telling you what your identity is, what belongs to you. Amen. And you can't forget about those things because if you don't open your mouth and acknowledge who you are, the enemy will he will tell you who you are and then you'll, you'll be defeated. You don't want to be a defeated Christian. It's too many people walking around who have Jesus in their heart, but they don't know who they are. Now, I've got my my ID right here. You got your ID? Now, this ID, it's not telling me who I am, because I know. I know who I am, right? Hopefully, you know who you are. But it's telling me, You know, it's telling, you know, you can look at it, it tells you what state you live in, you know, the year you were born, right? It's your identity. Tells you all about you. Tells other people about you, right? It's your identification in this natural world. Well, you have an identification right here in your Bible. You go to the scriptures, you find out who you are in Him, in Christ, right? Who am I in Christ? Well. If you want to be introduced to the new you, you have to open up your Bible and read it. You have to find out who you are. Specifically, uh, the New Testament, the epistles, which is Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Thessalonians, all those ends at the end. Start reading those. Those are the letters to the church. Those are the letters that have been written for us to find out who we are. Amen? Um, E.W. Kenyon said this, The reason that the majority of Christians are weak, though they are earnest, yet they are weak, is because they never dared to make a confession of what they are in Christ. We have to confess who we are in Him. You have to confess who you are in Christ. You are the redeemed. You have been made righteous. You are made righteous by the blood of Jesus. What he did on the cross brought you into his family. What he did on the cross gave you a new identity. Amen. In him, we're triumphant. In him, we have victory. In him, we're redeemed from the curse. We're redeemed from sickness. In him, there is uh, no lack. Amen. Amen. In Him, we have peace with God. In Him, we have joy. In Him, I can walk out the love of God that's been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. I can walk those things out because I'm in Him and He's in me. You are not your own anymore. When you give your life to Him, you're now His. The Bible says He's in you. And this all took place at the cross. Amen. Amen. And then when you took that step to say, Lord, Jesus, come into my life. Take my life and do something with it. Amen. So we put on the new man by acknowledging every good thing that is in us, by declaring who we are in Christ. Amen. Didn't David have to encourage himself in the Lord? That when the enemy, come, when the enemy came, they took his wives, they took, his, they took their children, they took uh, all the, the families. You know, and David was about to be killed by his own men. What does the Bible say he did? He encouraged himself in the Lord. Right. He did. He encouraged himself. We have to encourage ourselves yes. in the Lord through Christ. Who are we in him? You know, David, I'm sure he, he had to remember, look, God, I'm your, I'm your child. I'm, I, you know, I'm, obe- I'm being obedient to you. I've done these things. You have to encourage yourself. You have to know who you are in Christ amen you have to know who you are we talk about everything we are in him not in ourselves amen the moment you declare who you are in him your faith will go to work the moment you declare who you are in him say in him I'm a new creation in him I all things have been made new. In Him, I am the healed. In Him, I am redeemed from the curse of poverty. In Him, uh, He's working on my behalf. God's working for you. God is for you. But you have to acknowledge every good thing that He has put inside of you. Every good thing that has been deposited inside of you. Everything that has been made available to you. Your healing, your redemption. redemption. You're redeemed from the curse. You are not the sick trying to get healed. The enemy will tell you you're trying to get something. No, I'm not trying to get healed. I am the healed. I'm not trying to get blessed. I am the blessed. The blessing of the Lord is on me. The blessing of the Lord is on my family. The blessing of the Lord is on this church. The blessing of the Lord is on my business. If you want the business to be blessed, declare it blessed. Come on. Every good thing... That God has for you. You have to acknowledge it. And you're acknowledging it. It's not in your own ability. It's what he has put in you. What he has made available to you. Amen. Let's turn to Galatians chapter 2. Praise the Lord. Say, I'm in him. And he's in me. I have a new identity. Say, I have a new identity. Stop, by, stop allowing Yourself, other people, the devil, to try and have you identify with the old man, with the old you, try to bring up those old. You have to answer back. No, that's not me. That's not me anymore. That was the old me. I'm new in him. I walk in love. I have a gentle answer. Father, you said a soft answer turns away wrath. I'm able to answer gently and softly. Amen? Come on. You have to acknowledge those good things that are in you. They've been provided to you. But you can't have them. We can't have them if we don't acknowledge them. Galatians 2.20 says this, I have been crucified with Christ. Did you know that? When you received the Lord Jesus into your life, it says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. But Christ lives in me. Who lives in you? Christ lives in me. Say that with me. Christ lives in me. Christ lives in you. The message says this. I identify myself completely with Christ. My identity is in him. I identify with Jesus. I'm not identifying with this world. I don't identify with the culture. I don't identify with my... You know, some people would identify with their ancestry. No, I identify with Christ. Right. I've got a new bloodline. Number I've one. been brought into a new family. Right. I've got new things made available. I've got good things. They, see, this is why there may be some things in your ancestry, your your bloodline that were not good. Well, acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ. In Christ. Acknowledge the healing that has been made available to you in Christ, and you'll walk out that. Acknowledge that he became poor, that I might be rich. How'd that happen? In him. In him, I'm rich. In him, I have everything I need. Through him, I can do all things. Through him, it's all in him. But I have to acknowledge that. How do I do that? I open my mouth. I open my mouth and I declare who I am in him. That's where your life starts to change. That's where your life starts to change, when you start to acknowledge who you are in him. Amen? Um, Praise God. We talk about what God has accomplished through Christ. What has he accomplished in us through Christ? That's what we talk about. If you're going to talk about everything you're not, you're going to have more of everything that you don't want. And many people, they think they're doing the right thing by talking about what they're not. We're not supposed to be talking about what we're not, what we can't do. That's the old man. Say, that's the old man. man. People think it's right to talk about everything they're not. How would you feel if your kids walked around talking about everything that they're not? You'd be like, what's wrong? No, don't talk that way. You wouldn't like it. But God's people walk around talking about everything that they're not or everything that's wrong with them or they think or they think it's humble to talk about themselves in a negative light. Come on. They think it's humble, but really you're just opening up the door to the devil. You're giving them access into your life and you're going to have more of what you talk about. I mean, plain and simple, you're just going to have more of what you talk about. If you talk about poverty, you're gonna have more poverty. If you talk about how weak you are, you're gonna be more weak. If you talk about how you can't do anything, guess what? You're not gonna be able to do anything. If you put yourself down, you're gonna be, be down. You're gonna get down lower and lower and lower. But encourage yourself, talk about who you are in him. Don't allow the world to conform you. Don't allow religion to conform you, tell you. You know, I see these things. I see these things once in a great while not from anybody here but you know these posts like you know other people may think i'm this but i know that i'm really this you know and you're like well you sh- don't really have to say that i mean i feel like it's kind of like you're really putting yourself down but then you're trying to lift yourself up right you, you know those you know what i'm talking about and you're like Oh, gosh, every time I see that, I go, no, don't, don't put that on there. You know, I'm like, nah, you know, you know because what you're really doing is you're talking about what you're not. And then you're trying to be this, like, I'm trying to be humble. No. Lift your head. You are a child of God. The Bible says that um, we are kings and priests. So walk around like a king and priest. Walk around like, I know who I am in Christ. In Christ, I have dominion. I have jurisdiction wherever I go. I take my authority over the devil when he tries to come and tell me I'm something that I'm not. Don't allow him to beat you up. Don't allow him to put you down. Well, you know, other people may think this, but I know I'm really beautiful. You know, those kind of posts, right? Those kind of posts. And you're like, you just put yourself down. But then you tried to lift yourself back up. Just say, I know who I am in Christ. I'm a new creation in Christ. Now, use use scripture. We could just go off on that for a little bit. You know, you're going to, uh, you know, the Bible or the world, they get into these affirmations and manifestations, you know. Listen, that all came from the Bible right here. all talks about who you are. If you want things to manifest in your life, your words are containers. They're bringing things about in your life. Amen. So talk about who you are in him. Use scriptures to acknowledge who you are in him. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So if your kids were talking bad about themselves, you'd be like, what's wrong with you? No, 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 no. no. Don't you know who you are? You're my son. You're, you're Gonzalez. You're you know, come on, rise up. We don't do that. We don't talk like that. We don't walk like that. Well, God says, don't you know who you are? Lift up your head. Acknowledge every good thing that is in you. Amen. Then you'll have faith for it. Acknowledge the healing that's been made available to you. Don't just know it. Too many people, well, I know that I'm healed. I know that I'm supposed to be blessed. I know these things. Well, if you know it, acknowledge it. Talk about it. Talk about every good thing that is in you because of him. Amen. That's how you put on the new man. You're also strengthened that way. You're strengthened in your walk. You're strengthened as a Christian when you talk about who you are in Christ. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, God is good. Yes. Say, he's faithful. he's faithful. And, you know, the, as I said earlier, the moment you declare who you are in him, you have faith yeah. for that. Um, your faith will work. And that's the miracle of the new birth. The minute you ask Jesus to come into your life, to take your life and do something with it, you become brand new. You put on the new man. Not trying to get it, not trying to walk in it. You just start acknowledging who you are in him. Amen that you've been made new, the things that you can do because he is now in you. Amen. This Bible will show you, your Bible will show you who you are in him. Um, It it identifies who you are and it verifies, confirms your identity, tells you who you are. Amen. And so it's important, like Pastor Marcus said last week, make sure you're, you're opening up your Bible. You're looking in the scriptures. You find out who you are. In him yes um, let's turn to Colossians chapter chapter 3 um, the old you once you become born again the old you is dead yeah. and everything that belonged to that old man is dead sickness no more poverty no more right. old attitudes no more right. old ways of thinking right. you've got to renew your mind to the word right. take this word put it on your mind wow. no more that old you is done and gone. Yes. And, but see, you have to put it off. Say, I have to put it off. Now, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 9, it says, Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created you. We have to put off the old man, with his deeds. There's there's ways to the old man. You know, what, my grandmother passed away. I want to say it's been over a little bit over a year. And um, and my grand or my grandfather, I'm sorry, my grandfather passed away. Uh, my grandmother had was already had already gone to heaven. And so um, they have a, they had a house. And so my dad was one of the siblings. There's four of them. And guess what they had to do. They had to go through the house and go through all the items, right? They're going to find, get all, get, divvy up the items or get rid of things. You know, there were some things in there that not everybody wanted. There were some things that nobody wanted, right? Um, but Grandpa, Papa was gone, went on to heaven. So we don't have to go, we don't have to keep those old things anymore. They were his and now they're gone. Or they were hers and now they're gone right? Why why are we trying to hold on to old things that were part of the old man? They're gone. That old man's gone. Dead and gone. When you ask Jesus to come into your heart, that old man's dead. You're putting it off. It's done. It's dead. If you walk around, if I walk around still referring to the old man, still thinking, I'm just trying to be new. I'm trying to be a good Christian. Listen, you don't have to try to be. A, you are a Christian. You are righteous. God's made you right through His blood. Amen. Stop trying to. Stop trying so hard. Stop just trying. I'm just trying. You know what? Just start filling up with the word. Just find out who you are. You know, like if your daughter came to you and said, I'm just trying. You know, if they came to us and said, I'm just trying to be a Delacruz, I'm like, you are a Dela Cruz. Like what you, you're not trying to be anything. you already are one. You are a Dela Cruz. And that's what God's saying to you, why you're trying? I'm just trying so hard. You are made new in him. You've been made new. Stop struggling. Take the word though, take His word and find out who you are and what belongs to you. Now Pastor Marcus and I can tell you, we can preach it. Teach it, right? But it's so important for you to get those scriptures in front of your eyes, in front of your eyes, and start declaring them out loud who you are in him. Amen? So you're putting off the old man, and you're putting on the new. You're reminding yourself, I've been made new. That's who I am. I'm a new creation in Christ. I've been made new by the blood of Jesus. Amen? I'm the healed, I'm the delivered. I have everything I need. I have a full supply. Because the new man comes with a lot of good things. Amen? The new man comes with prosperity. The new man comes with healing. The new man comes with peace. The new man comes with joy. The new man comes with love. The new man comes with wisdom. It does. It's just finding out, open up my Bible and and, and finding out about who I am, reading about it. And declaring those things over my life. And you acknowledging those things in your life. Amen. The old attitudes, the old ways of talking, that's gone. Say it's gone. gone. The Bible says in Romans 6, 11, um, that you have been made dead to sin and alive to God. The minute you ask Jesus into your heart, now you're alive to him. You're alive to God. His spirit is on the inside of you. He lives in you. You take him with you wherever you go. Did you hear me? Yeah. You take him with you wherever you go and everything that he is all the good that he is it's in you. All the power that he has it's in you. The Bible says that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead It lives on the inside of you. It'll quicken your mortal body. That same spirit, that resurrection power, it's yours. We never have to live defeated anymore. We never have to walk around beating ourselves up because we're not what we think we ought to be. We are a new man. We are new in him right now. we got to start acting like it. we got to start talking like it. Start walking like it and start thinking. That only comes by renewing your mind, by taking his word, even if it's some of these scriptures, and you say over to yourself, Lord, I'm putting off the old man. I put on the new man. You go to, back to 2 Corinthians five 17, I've been made a new creation in Christ. I'm a new creation in Christ. You focus on the new. Focus on the new. Stop focusing on what you're not and the old and focus on I'm new in him. And when those old things rise up, You'll be like, I don't even know. No, I'm new. Like, it won't even, you won't even recognize that person. You won't even, you don't want any part of it. It won't even be appealing to you anymore because you've been focused on, I'm new in him. And everything that he has for me, I'm going to take it all. I'm going to take that prosperity. I'm going to take his love. I'm going to walk it out. I'm going to walk in the joy. I'm going to walk in the peace. Amen. Hallelujah and I'm not going to beat myself up anymore for what I'm not. Don't let the devil steal your identity. He's an identity thief. He's the master identity thief. He tries to sell you something, tell you that you're something that you're not. That's when you open up your mouth and you say, I know who I am. I'm in Christ now. My life's different now. I look different. I talk different I act different I feed myself differently now because I'm in him and I want to know what belongs to me in him my desire now is to know him because the more I know him the more I know who I am in him I desire to know more of him because then I know who I am in him and what belongs to me what I can have what I can do what I can do for others See, you can't help others if you don't know who you are. Come on. Can't help your community, your family, if you don't know who you are right. in Christ, That's amen? Right. What belongs to you? And then once you get it, you want to share it with everybody else. Right. Come on, did you know? Let me tell you what Jesus did for me. Let me tell you how he healed my marriage, how he healed my body, how he saved my life, how he saved me. I was on the road to hell. Come on. Yeah. And then Jesus saved me. Reach yeah. down touched my life i heard a pastor preaching i heard a minister speaking or i remember i went to church when i was little but that that teacher that taught in sunday school those words came back to my heart and god brought them back up and i received the lord i started walking with him now i know who i am in christ amen i'm new in him i'm alive to god say i'm alive to god you're dead to sin and alive to god You've got to walk out that dominion. Tell the devil where he belongs. You want me to tell you where he belongs? Where does he belong? Under your feet. Where does he belong? Under your feet. Does he belong up here in your head? No. no. You don't let him tell you what he wants you to be or what, you know, don't let him put you down. He belongs under your feet. He has no place in your thought life. And that's why you have to acknowledge who you are. You know, when the, when the officer comes, What they? what's the first thing they do? Okay, yeah, okay, you're talking about, okay. You're all talking about when you got pulled over. I know what you're talking about. I'm talking about when he comes to your house. What does he do? Okay, no, Andy. What does he do? When he knocks on the door, he tells you who he is. What's the first thing? You see the badge. If he doesn't have the badge, he pulls it out. Why? He's telling you, look here. I have some authority here. I have some power here. He's telling you who he is. What's backing him up, right? Okay. When the devil comes, knocking on your door. Knocking on your mind. Try to tell you something that you're not. Try to tell you something that you don't have. You need to pull out your ID. Say, oh... Mr. Devil, you don't know who I am, do you? You don't know that I'm in Christ, do you, Devil? Now, you think I'm I'm just saying this here? Oh, no, I do it at my house. Oh, let me tell you, Mr. Devil, what you tried to do. Ha-ha, you're such a liar. You don't know that the power of God's working in that situation right now. Hey, even when I don't see nothing. I said, even when I don't see nothing. I've got his word. His final authority on the matter. So again, let me tell you, Mr. Devil, you came. This is what I tell him. Oh, you touched the wrong family. You touched the wrong family when you came a-knocking at my door. Aww. Let's see, who we need to go, go, go get born again here? Let me get a track. I'm going to go tell somebody about Jesus. But I tell him, I tell him where he belongs. You belong under my feet. The power of God is working. And I start acknowledging those good things that are working in my life. The power of God is working in my life. It's working in my children. It's working in our finances. It's working in my body. The power of God is working. And I start declaring. And God... Through Him, I can do all things through Christ. Amen? I'm self-sufficient. I require no aid or support. I have enough for every charitable donation and every good work. I'm acknowledging what God has done in me and for me. I don't keep silent. If you keep silent and won't open up your mouth, you will be defeated. It's not hard. But how many times have you sat there? Listen, I know, because it's happened to me. How many times have you sat there, you know what you need to say, but you're just like. (laughs) Or you're laying in bed. You're laying in bed, and the devil comes, starts talking to your mind. That's when he likes to get you, when you first wake up in the morning. Or wake you up in the middle of the night with thoughts. Thoughts of worry. Oh, no, that's the old man. I don't worry anymore. I cast all these cares on him, for he cares for me. And he tries to get you. But it's not hard. It's easy. Just open up your mouth. Just start saying, I'm free. I'm free from that. I'm free from sickness. I'm free from disease. I'm free from anything that would try and hold up on me. You got to tell them. You got to tell them. You got to acknowledge it. You got to open up your mouth and declare the power of God is working. Yes, God. Acknowledge who you are. Every good thing in him. I'm going to tell you again what E.W. Kenyon said. The majority of Christians are weak because they never dare to make a confession of what they are in Christ. If you want to be strong, in other words, start declaring who you are in him. If you want your family to be strong, start declaring what your family is in him. Our family's redeemed. Our family's rich. Our family has peace. Our family walks in joy because of him. Start, if you want your business... To be strong and not weak, start declaring what your business is through Christ. This is a blessed business. The blessing of Abraham is on this business. The blessing of the Lord's on this business. Start acknowledging what God has done for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I think I'm done. Praise the Lord. I, I'm. I know what our homework is: acknowledging every good thing in Him. And I would encourage you to go to Romans chapter 6 this week and make that part of your homework. Read about what Christ did for you on the cross and who you are in him. And Romans 6 talks a lot about that, amen. Um, I'm telling you, God is faithful and he wants you to walk in everything. Listen, he did all of it for you on the cross. Can you imagine going to heaven one day and the Lord saying, well, you could have this, You could have had more joy, you know. You know, you could have had more love in your marriage. You could have had more wisdom with your kids. Why didn't you acknowledge all the good things that I've done for you? You could have had the healing, amen. You could have had that peaceful, sound mind. You know, God promises us a sound mind. The Bible says in Timothy, he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. A sound mind is part of our inheritance. That's part of our identity in him. He offers us a sound mind. The world doesn't have a sound mind. The world is moved around constantly by different things. They worry about things. They get in fear about things. But he has promised us a sound mind. Acknowledge that. Say, Lord, I thank you. I do not have a spirit of fear. That fear has to go. But I acknowledge that you have given me a a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. I thank you, Father, for a sound mind. I thank you for a peaceful mind. I thank you, Father. I think on the right things. I don't think on wrong things. It's very important what you feed yourself. Feeding yourself constantly. You know, if you're looking for information and, and uh, you know, the Lord told me the other day, people who gossip, what did he say? People who gossip, um, people who... T- They like—I can't remember—but it was something about gossip. But people who gossip, they—they like to hear gossip. That's what it was. They like to hear gossip. They like to read about it. See, it's important what you feed your yourself. You know, you can Google anything, right? Wikipedia. Don't know how accurate they all are. We don't know. Just because you read read it online doesn't mean it's the truth. But you can start oh, what happened to this person? And then you start Googling all these people. Look, you don't even know those people. I always find it fascinating. Like, we don't even know them, but we're like so fascinated with the, the next Hollywood star or whatever, you know. Why don't we become more fascinated, put more of our attention on who we are, not who everybody else is. Because really it's a waste of it's a distraction, a waste of time to find out what everyone else went through. Oh, my gosh, they got divorced. I can't believe it. You know, some Hollywood couple, you don't even know. <laughs> but you act like you know them. But you don't know them. But you're like, oh, my gosh, oh, now they remarried. Who? You know, and we know all about them. But do we know who we are in Christ? Do we know what belongs to us? Do we walk that out with boldness? Are we sure of that? You can't. See, those things online you can't be sure of. You don't know all the facts. Plus you live in that home saw so you're you know them you don't know But i tell you one thing you can be sure of who you are in him who you are in him don't let the enemy try and downplay that this is a very important topic you have to know who you are in him amen so you can walk out you can have what belongs to you do what God's called you to do, amen? That comes through knowing him and knowing who you are in him, amen?